worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast, where we discuss customer experience, employee experience, and transformation in an Agile age. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, a blueprint for creating an experience-led organization, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the host of the Agile World podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the customer journey and providing a personalized customer experience. Personalization, automation, and customer journey orchestration are playing a larger role in the customer experience across every industry. Reaching consumers wherever they are on whatever device they're using and with the best possible incentive can make a big difference in the bottom line. Not only are companies benefiting from this, but customers are now expecting a more personalized experience as well. To help me talk about how brands can keep up with the increasing need for customer experience, I'd like to welcome Sharif Mityas, Chief Experience Officer at TGI Fridays. First, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you do in your role at TGI Fridays? Thanks, Greg. It's a pleasure to be here on the podcast with you. Yeah, as the Chief Experience Officer, um, I really have responsibility for anything that touches the guest. Think of the experience of a guest from marketing to digital, uh, technology, um, basically down to the interaction they have with one of our team members in our restaurants. Um, I, in my role, I really help connect the dots. So as a customer, as a guest, whether you're coming into our restaurant or eating at home, that experience you have with our brand, uh, is what I have responsibility for. Well, yeah, let's start with, uh, really defining, uh, you know, what do you mean by great, you know, customer experience, whether that's, and it sounds like you have a broad range of, you know, everything from eating at home to in the restaurant to ordering online. So, you know, what, what is, what is great customer experience really defined by? Yeah, I think the, the way we think about kind of the experience is it comes back to loyalty. Uh, there are so many places for a consumer to have a food beverage, right? There's, you can go to gas stations and get sushi. You can, you can go to basically anywhere around your house. You can sit in your house and order from Uber or Grubhub or DoorDash and get food and drink. And so, Everyone can make a burger. Anyone can make ribs. Anyone can serve a cold beer. The experience is what differentiates and what creates what I call stickiness or loyalty. If you have a right experience, if everything went right with that food and beverage occasion, then you're probably going to want to order from that establishment again. And, you know, we start every day with zero guests, right? We have to earn the right for those guests to come back to us, to acquire not only new guests, but to get repeat visits from current guests. And the experience is what we found is what drives that stickiness, that loyalty. 
and it and, and it's not just one thing, right? It's 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 how was the ordering process? How was the food delivered? How was the food quality? How was the value for that food? Uh, how was the post dinner feedback loop? You know, all those pieces that make up the overall you know, feeling that a guest had in when they dined with us, was it positive? Was it underwhelming? Um, was it something you want to go tell friends and family about? Right. And, and the more we can create that right experience based on the occasion you're looking for, the more you're going to want to come back to Fridays, the more you're going to drive by somebody else and give me your, your repeat business. And for us, that's really the lifeblood of the brand. Yeah. So how do you, uh, what are the metrics that you use? You mentioned loyalty and, and things like that. Um, what are the metrics that you use to, to measure that and, and measure the improvement? Yeah, it really comes down to a few things that, again, are very hard and fast metrics, right? So we can measure uh, guest count, right? We can just measure exactly how many times a guest comes to us. Um, and we measure frequency as well, right? So how many times does that same guest come per month, per quarter, per year? Are we increasing your frequency? And obviously, we have light users and medium users and heavy users. But when we started out, I kind of threw out a challenge of a plus one strategy. Wherever that guest happens to be, whether they visit us two times a year or 10 times a year, what do we have to do to have them come in one more time? Plus one. We also measure from an experience perspective, are we getting you to order more, right? So, you know, add that dessert to your basket, add that appetizer, right? So again, plus one strategy. Can I get you to add one more thing to your basket? Add one more dollar to your check, one more drink. And again, through that experience we can provide to make seamless or convenient or suggestive or personalized, we can affect those metrics. We can actually see both frequency as well as average order size go up. And obviously, at the end of the day, if I can get more people in and I can have those more people spend more money, that's a great growth story for the brand. Yeah, yeah. So how do you... Um how does TGI Fridays um, set itself apart and set its experience apart? Uh, you know, how do you deliver that that experience that makes people want a plus one? Well, I think what we found is um, the, the consumers out there are are challenging all the brands to know them. And what I what I what I mean by that is everyone's kind of sick of being labeled a generation, right? No one walks around and says, "I'm a millennial," "I'm a boomer." <laughs> They walk around and say, I'm Greg or I'm Sharif. And so know me, know who I am, know what I like, what I don't like. Uh, know when I'm thinking about a food and beverage occasion. Know that I like the dressing on my salad on the side. And the more that I can know you, the more that I can then make it easy for you to have the right experience. Because I'm not going to send you things that you don't care about. I'm not going to send you things that are not relevant to you. I'm not going to offer things to you that you would never order. I'm going to make things highly relevant, highly timely, and very personalized. And if I can do that on a consistent basis and at scale, I'm creating the right experience because I'm now making it frictionless. I'm now making it so easy for you. And I'll give you an example. So let's say I know that you like to order on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock. And I know based on your order that you're married and you have two kids. And I know that you're a meat eater, but your wife's a vegetarian. 
I can send something at Tuesday at 6.55 p.m., five minutes before I think you're about to order something, and fill your basket with what I believe you're going to want. And then I send it specifically to you. And all you have to do is put your thumb down on your phone. You don't have to pull out your wallet. You don't have to select anything else. It's, it's done. I made it easy. I made it personalized. I made it timely. When we do that, people order. And people love that experience because we made it easy. And we made it highly relevant and personalized. That's the experience you have to get. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, that's actually very eerie, because I am a meat eater, and my wife is vegetarian. So it's, it's almost <laughs> like TGI Fridays knows me better than I thought. So that's there that's, you go. Greg, see? <laughs> <laughs> so you've definitely touched on this. But you know, in, in addition, you know, definitely mentioned personalization and things like that. What other roles does technology play in, in making that, uh, that better customer experience? Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we've been early adopters of AI. Um, you know, we're really big, uh, really big proponents of the technology and, and really because it not only helps us understand our guests, um, but helps us personalize, again, utilizing the data that we have to personalize that experience and to do it at scale, right? If I had a thousand kids behind laptops, uh, I could I could do that experience for lots of people, but we don't. Um, you know, we do, we don't have thousands of people behind laptops, and so we utilize technology to automate that engagement and to personalize it. So we've been able to collect all this data about all these customers, and then use it for their benefit, right? And I think that's the key: is we're you know use it use the data for good versus evil, right? We're we're trying to create good experiences for our guests. Um, and, and utilize their personal information in the right way for them. And that's where technology really comes to play because it allows us to do it not just for 10 people or 100 people, but for 10 million people. And you couldn't do that without AI, without the machine learning and the technologies we've employed. Um, and you know, we're even trying to extend that now to thinking about how, how do I create that personalized experience if you walked into our restaurant? Right. So imagine the hostess based on the phone in your pocket as you walk in the door, greets you by name and knows that your favorite drink is an old fashioned and offers that to you as she's seating you at the bar. Now, that's like that's going to make you feel almost like a VIP. Right. I mean, they know me here. They, they're they're like. Wow. Right. That wow factor that that's the only place I'm going to get this is when I walk into a Friday's is the uniqueness and the differentiation that 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 technology can allow you to have. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I also uh, read in a, an article recently that you and your team at TGI Fridays have regular um, like interactions with technology startups and and have even had some initial success with some of those ideas that you've talked about with them. Can you talk a little bit more about that? I mean, I think that's a great that's a great approach um, in in general. But can you talk a little bit about you know how that's benefited uh, TGI Fridays? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when I started here, um, one of the things I really want to do is bring in some new and outside perspectives. And, you know, to me, having been in the consulting realm before and working with a lot of startups and, and private equity folks, there's a lot of just really smart people out there coming up with new ideas and, and trying to infuse that into an organization that was, you know, 50 plus years old. Uh, is tough. And so what I started was basically think of it as a shark tank. Uh, so 
every quarter, uh, we bring in four to five startups. Um, you know, some of them don't even have series a funding yet. They're just seed money. And, and we bring them in and they pitch to us kind of their idea and how it might be applicable to TGI Fridays. And, you know, we give them all each 20 minutes and they, they do their run through. And, um, it's great because we get to hear all these great new ideas. Uh, they get exposure to, you know, our people in the brand and every now and then we will pick one of those startups to do something with. And, um, you know, one of the things that, you know, we picked, um, uh, about a year or so ago was a AI driven virtual mixologist, right? So creating one of a kind drinks at our bars, uh, based on an individual guest's preferences, likes, dislikes, uh, to create a literally a one of a kind drink that's never been done before just for them just that night at Friday's. And so it's that kind of just out of the box, really cool idea that we were able to bring to bear through this process. And uh, we continue that effort today, you know, in terms of really just trying to bring in new ideas. Uh, we've got a lot of other things that we're piloting right now through the Shark Tank process. And I think it just keeps us fresh, keeps my team really you know, engaged in what's next uh, and really helps us push the thinking internally. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. I think that's such a great idea. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about the the customer journey, and you know, of course, in your case, you've got multiple journeys um, for multiple different types of customers and, and things like that. But what processes do you use to understand and map them and and keep them up to date and, and things like that? Yeah, so as you can imagine, um, you know, one of the things that we did right up front was um, we had to go talk to a lot of guests. Um, you know, we had been kind of sitting in our own rooms before kind of assuming we knew what the experience was or what the customer journey was. Um, and you have to get out there. Um, you have to go talk to people in the restaurants, talk to consumers, talk to our loyalty members, uh, talk to our off-premise guests. And we kind of went through that, that customer journey mapping with actual consumers in the room and talked about, what are they thinking about at different points in their journey? Where are they in different points of their journey when they're thinking about a food and beverage occasion, when they're deciding what to order, when they're deciding where to order from, uh, how that, you know, the, the payment process goes, how the consumption process goes. And so we spent a lot of time actually in what I'll call mini focus groups um, with real world consumers going through you know, what are they thinking about and how do we create or how do we map uh, all the different basically uh, paths that a consumer goes through as they're, you know, thinking about drinks, thinking about food and, 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 and having an occasion that that can vary as well. Right. So you may have, you know, Tuesday nights is soccer night and you've got to pick up something quick on the way home. But Friday night is, you know, going out for drinks with the guys. And so those different occasions obviously have different customer journeys and wh what you think about when you're thinking about where to go. And so we had to do all those maps uh, that then can also apply to multiple guests uh, in the same in the same journey. So how do you how do you keep track of all of those journeys? And I would imagine you're adding more, you know, as as either new opportunities or new ideas come about, you know, where, how, how is that kind of technically tracked and, and stuff like that? Yeah. So what we do is, is so we, as you can imagine, we went through, we, we kind of, 
I don't say boil the ocean, but we try to get as many journeys as we could, right? And so I try to understand all the pieces, all the paths. And then we kind of went, stepped back and said, okay, so what are the ones that are going to move the needle, right? So what are the ones that are driving uh, or should drive an abundance of the traffic and the dollars and the revenue and the people that we're trying to actually, you know, drive the business? And so there's a prioritization that goes in, in, goes into effect, and you start saying, okay, well, these are the five journeys that matter, right? And so of these five, I'm going to put a lot of energy, a lot of attention, and a lot of upkeep. Uh, and then we kind of monitor and manage those journeys in terms of when we think about our marketing programs, when we think about our new technology engagement uh, uh, capabilities, how are they affecting the different steps in these kind of five key customer journeys? So we, we manage the five very tightly, knowing that there are numerous others, but the five that, are, that we, that we kind of consider the moments that matter. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, are there, do you have any examples of, uh, you know, I've always found the, the process of actually, you know, mapping the journey uncovers things. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe it uncovers assumptions that were either wrong or misguided or opportunities or, or something like that. Could you give an example maybe of, where actually just going through and, and putting yourself in the customer's shoes in that in that journey process uncovered something, an opportunity or, or something like that? Yeah, uh, I think one of the things that um, was surprising to us on one of the journeys was actually on the, um, on the off-premise side. Um, and so what I mean by that is, so when guests are, are thinking about food outside the restaurant and the decision process and the consideration part that goes into whether I'm going to go pick up food or whether I'm going to have it delivered and then where I'm going to get the food. And so interestingly, um, you know, we thought originally that someone has an idea of the food they want and then they make the decision on whether they're going to want to pick it up or have it delivered. It's actually the other way around. Um, and so people think first, if I'm going to go, if I'm going to go pick up the food, then I have a specific restaurant or two in mind. If I'm thinking about having the food delivered, I'm going to go on a delivery site and then scan to see what's going to be the best option for me. Gotcha. Interesting. So it's, it is. And so it's, there's a, there's a, there's a switch that happens once someone decides whether they're going to have pickup or delivery and then the loyalty of the brand becomes less meaningful when you go delivery versus pickup. And so how do you, now thinking of that as a brand, how do you affect that early on, right? That says, okay, I'm going to, I want to be your first choice if you're picking it up because brand is important, but how do I also become part of your consideration set if you go the delivery route more upfront? Because I don't want to be just part of the, 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 the thumb scroll that you do on a delivery site um, and just be part of a massive competitive set if you're going delivery. So I have to do something different when you're going down that customer journey path than if you're going to go pick it up. And that's really starts, the, you know, kind of the, the work that's involved then in what you do with these customer journeys to then actually affect a customer decision at the right time to create again, engagement and, and obviously traffic to the brand. So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about how organizations enable great customer experiences from within. So, 
what do you see there as the relationship between the employee experience? We've been talking about the customer experience um, now, but you know, what do you see as as the relationship between the employee experience and customer experience? Yeah, I mean, especially for um, you know, hospitality, restaurant, retail brands, that that final mile of the experience for a guest or a consumer is the team member, is the employee, and there's there's all the things I've talked about you can do from a technology perspective and all the things you can do to make it so great and so easy. But if that last final interaction (laughs) between a consumer and an employee is bad, the whole experience is out the window. And so you have to, an organization that's truly guest or customer focused has to spend as much time on their internal team as you do on marketing and externally. Uh, the, 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 the employee, the guest experience will never be better than the employee experience. If your employees are having fun, if they're enjoying what they're doing, that's going to translate to a great guest experience. And so again, but you can use technology, you can use things not to replace your people, but to make them better, right? By providing them the right tools, the right information on their phones, just in time training videos, uh, you know, tips and tricks, in our case, to allow them to create a better guest experience, which, of course, allows them to get more tips, right? Making them better is not just, you know, altruistic. Making them better and they understand that they're better and providing a great guest experience provides for a better financial outcome, uh, right? They, they, will, they will have better guests that want to tip more and, oh, by the way, want to come back. Um, and have those servers as their server. Ask for them by name, right? Some of our best bartenders and servers, our guests ask for them by name. That's the experience we're looking for, right? That's the the stickiness I was talking about. If you want John as your bartender, well, you can't go anywhere else. You got to come to Fridays. John works at Fridays, right? Creating that experience by an individual is very powerful, uh, and creates that loyalty that we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes the structures and, and silos within an organization kind of get in the way of, uh, you know, that not only customer experience, but also employee and customer experience kind of working together. How, you know, have you seen changes within, you know, whether it's your organization or others, you know, how do, how does an organization kind of get around, kind of get in the, out of the way of itself, let's say? Yeah, I think, you know, um, it's a testament to um, the board and the leadership team here at Fridays that, you know, early on, we kind of said, listen, we've got got to think of ourselves differently. Uh, And organizationally, to your point, we have to solve for this. Um, If you're just in functional silos, uh, it's not going to work. You know, consumers don't think about functional silos. They don't think about well, I'm dealing with marketing now, now I'm dealing with operations, and now I'm dealing with technology. They think about, I'm dealing with Fridays. Right. And so as an organization, you have to connect the dots internally. You, you have to create those, those connection points where you are the voice of the customer inside and that you're thinking about how do the things have to work together? How do they have to link? Um, and so creating something like the chief experience officer role, which we have here now, um, and I'm, and I'm privileged to serve in is, is part of that process, right? It's, it's creating an organization internally 
that sole focus is meeting the needs of the guest uh, and doing that cross-functionally. And I think you're starting to see other very progressive organizations out there uh, create these types of roles, whether they're chief customer officer or chief experience officer, and they're changing the dynamics of the organization internally, right? By, by putting together the pieces, um, you know, not having a siloed digital team, for instance. Uh, digital has to sit across the organization because everything has to be digitally enabled from your training department to your operations group, to your marketing group. Everything has to be digitally enabled because that's how consumers interact. And so that's part of what you have to do as an organization is you have to become what your guests are looking for and they're not looking for functional silos. Well, uh, one last question before we wrap up. Um, you know, with such an increase in, you know, whether it's online orders, personalization, all of those, you talked in about some of this, but, you know, where do you see the customer experience for a company like TGI Fridays, Fridays heading? I, I really see kind of with, you know, with the continuation of, you know, what technology is going to allow us to do is, is really creating that personalization again inside the restaurants, really being able to, you know, have something that's very unique, very tailored to you. Um, because we know so much about you, because we can, you know, really literally uh, create one of a kind drinks, right? And, and that ability to continue that on that path and really, you know, ensure that something unique is happening based on you as a person, um, not as a demographic, not as a, you know, an age group, but literally because of who you are, you're getting an, an experience that no one else is getting. And I think, Continuing down that path, you know, and I know there's people experimenting with facial recognition and, and all the bells and whistles and VR and AR and all the things that can come with new technologies. But at the end of the day, in our business, people are looking for a great food and beverage occasion out with family or friends and feel a little special, right? That they're, they're spending their hard-earned money and, you know, know me, be relevant, give me something unique kind of every now and then surprise and wow me uh, and just let me walk out saying that was a great time. And, and if we can solve that on a consistent basis, uh, we're going to win. Well, Sharif, thanks so much for joining the show. Um, for those listening, uh, what's the best way for them to keep up with what you're doing? Um, please just uh, continue to, to follow me on, uh, on LinkedIn or on Twitter. And uh, I, I always like posting what's new and what's uh, up and coming for us and uh, in the customer experience space. Wonderful. Well, again, I'd like to thank Sharif Mityas, uh, Chief Experience Officer from TGI Fridays, for joining the show. Uh, to learn more about both customer and employee experience, I recommend you go to my website at gregkilstrom.com and make sure to check out my latest book, The Center of Experience. More information is available on my website or wherever the book is available, like Amazon. Thanks for listening to The Agile World with Greg Kilstrom. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to The Agile World podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, from my website at theagile.world or on Amazon or other retailers. Until next week, stay agile.